0: The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for he is close beside me. His rod and his staff protect and comfort me. He prepares a feast before me in the presence of my enemies he anoints me he honors me by anointing my head with oil my cup overflows with blessings. surely his goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will dwell in his house forever. Thank you. Um, <laughs> We can all agree that so many things influence our individual identities. Our upbringing, the trials that we've faced, who we surround ourselves with, what we pursue, our faith. Several have stood here, several have stood here before me, challenging us to find our identity in more eternal things. God, his people, his church, heavenly pursuits. You've heard a lot about the fact that our identity is always shifting, moving, growing, and transforming throughout our lifetime, but is studied by who we are in God. So why are we still talking about this? I'm not criticizing Sam. I'm just (laughs) asking the question. Why are we still talking about this? Why is this so important? Because no matter who you are, where you come from, what you believe in, if you do not place your identity, your worth, your value in something solid, it will crumble. Having a solid foundation means that when we trail off and get caught up in our jobs, our sports, our relationships, whatever, we have a place to come back when it all fails. Because people and things will fail us. This world is not perfect. Because when we place our identity in something as solid as God, then when we are depressed, when we are broken, unable to see the light, and we hit rock bottom, that rock is Jesus. In Matthew 7, a scholar just read, Jesus says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it was built on the rock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When you build a house, you don't start with a roof. When you earn a degree, you don't start with your capstone project. How many of you have been a part of a team where you had a difficult game or meet, and you came back to the next practice and the coach was like, we're going to work on fundamentals today? Why is that? Because you need a solid foundation to build upon. Some of you are like, okay, Aaron, I get it. I'm supposed to put my identity in God. What, how, how do I do that? Well, let me be the first to say, I don't have all the answers, but I think I have some idea. We make a plan and we find some tools to help us. In 2 Corinthians 10, Paul says we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So number one, it's already up there. Get to know Jesus. Jesus is the one in in whose presence you know who you really are. Jesus is the one in whose presence you know who you really are, the good and the bad, all of it. And it's because, and it's Jesus who shows you who you are by showing you who he is. Isaiah describes Jesus in chapter 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim, um, that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory." When we know more about who Jesus is, we can identify the lies. The enemy often uses our weaknesses, fears, and guilts to spread his lies. The, take, the enemy takes your thoughts captive to focus on what you aren't, causing you to lose sight of who you are. He knows when we are the most vulnerable. For example, I have an underlying fear of being unwanted and disliked. Um, it's not really something I'd love to admit to all of you, but it's the truth. Um, because I know this, I can identify that part of myself. I can recognize when the enemy is using that against me. I can recognize when he's using that, fe- that fear to fill my head with nonsense. And when we can recognize the lies, then we can defend them by drenching ourselves in truth. Drown out the sound of the devil's deceit with the powerful promises of our Father. Find the truth in his word. When I feel out of control and I want to scream and I'm afraid and I need peace, I recite Psalm 23, like I did at the beginning. I say it over and over and over and over until I believe it. We most likely know the truth, but we're human. We're gonna forget. We're gonna forget who we are. We're gonna get distracted. And so we need things that we can just go back to and know the truth. When you fill your head and heart with his word, there's less room for the lies. God obviously uses His Word and His Spirit to speak to us, but sometimes He uses His people. Build an army. Find people who will go to war against the enemy with you. It's so important. Um, find people who will help you fight your demons. The devil uses isolation and secrecy to keep you in darkness. Fill your life with people who can help bring you out of that darkness and into light. Surround yourself with people who will pray with you, who will lovingly speak the truth to you. And when you need to be reminded, they tell you who you belong to. They're probably going to be people that you don't expect. Just a side note. And the last one, ask God. That probably should be the first one, but it's the most important, so I saved it for last. Um, The most important thing you could do to build your foundation and to strengthen your belief in who you are in God is to ask him to show you. Not as a last resort, not because I, I tried so hard and I guess I'll ask God now, Ask him now, ask him before everything, ask him to reveal himself to you, to identify the lies, ask him to show you the truth, ask him to build your army, ask God and he will show you, he will show you who you are in him. Please pray with me. Father, I echo the prayer of Paul in Ephesians. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. God, may we know you. May we know your Son and be filled with your Spirit. Give us a clear revelation to see ourselves and others the way that you see us. Help us to stand in your truth against all of the enemy's attacks and guard our hearts with vigilance. Help us to stand against self-hate and self-rejections. Lord, if I've said anything that's not true, please make those words dissolve from our memories. Thank you, Lord, for your unwavering, everlasting love. Help us to accept that love and spread it to those around us. Amen.